This is the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for May and June of 2021. It is go time. In fact, it's go time with a vengeance across the greater U.S. Corn Belt as bright warm weather has hastened both corn and soybean planting progress. As of May 3rd, 46% of U.S. corn had been planted and soybeans are ahead of schedule as well. With good weather in the days since then, planting is well on its way. Per usual this time of year, seasonality tells us that prices will be volatile and markets certainly reflect that. With the huge run-up in grain prices over the last eight months with speculative limits raised at the CME, as we move ahead, volatility will continue to be sharp. On March 12th, the USDA released their latest WASNI report, and the USDA lowered corn ending stocks for the year 2020-21 to 1.257 billion bushels, which is below pre-report trade estimates. Total corn usage is pegged at 14.870 billion bushels after USDA raised corn exports by 100 billion bushels but maintained ethanol demand at 4.975 billion bushels, while lowering the feed residual and industrial use by 5 million bushels. On the new crop side, 2021-22, the USDA pegged total production at 14.99 billion bushels with total use being 14.765 billion bushels, with projected ending stocks rising to 1.507 billion bushels. Now, this was higher than the pre-report trade estimates. The USDA also reduced the drought-stressed Brazil safrina crop crop down to 102 million metric tons, down from 109 million metric tons last month. On the soybean side of the ledger, the USDA left U.S. ending stocks at 120 million bushels. On the new crop side, the USDA is projecting soybean stocks to come in at 140 million bushels. Of course, much of that is based on their earlier projection of a U.S. soybean crop projected at 4.4 billion bushels with planted acreage at 87.6 million and a trend line yield estimate of 50.8 bushels per acre. Looking out further, Brazil's next crop is projected at another record 144 million metric tons. USDA wheat projections were right where the trade expected. Winter wheat projections is expected to be 10% higher than last year. On May 16th, corn, soybean, and wheat futures were higher than the last market trends report. In July 2021, corn futures were at 643 a bushel. The July 2021 soybean futures were at 1586 a bushel. And the July 2021 Chicago wheat futures closed at 707 a bushel. And the Minneapolis July 2021 wheat futures closed at 762 a bushel, with the September 2021 contract closing at 767 a bushel. And the nearby oil futures, as of May 16th, closed at $65.37 a barrel, up from the nearby futures recorded in the last market trends report of $63.13 a barrel. And the average price for U.S. ethanol on May 16th in the U.S. was 250 a U.S. gallon, up from the 209 recorded in the last market trends report. Canadian dollar noon rate on May 16th was 0.8255 U.S., higher than the 0.7998 U.S. reported here in the last market trends report. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 0.25%. It has been a volatile Ontario price environment over the last month for farmers. Prices for soybean reached record levels over $20 a bushel, while new crop smashed through the $17 barrier. Old crop corn also punched through the $8.9 nine dollar level in some cases and while new crop corn prices broke through seven dollars now as farmers ramped up activity in the field standing orders were hitting and in this volatile market environment having those standing orders ready at very profitable levels can be a very good thing corn planting got out of the gate early in ontario with lots of april planting then a week of more wet and cool weather slowed things down however starting on about may 8th both corn and soybeans continued to be planted setting up ontario crops for a good start 
Dry weather is welcome at this time of year to get crops in the ground, but invariably rain will be needed as temperatures heat up. That weather picture in Ontario will be key per usual to make good crops and help determine basis levels. As of the middle of May, old crop basis levels have increased over the last month for old crop, but have been more tempered for new crop as the Canadian dollar has gained almost three cents in the month versus the U.S. dollar. The run-up in futures prices can sometimes mask this, and that's what has happened over the last month. And you can access all our Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Now, the bottom line is crop prices are at very profitable levels, bringing a new level of management to our risk management horizons. At these price levels, there is also the very real scenario of volatility we haven't seen before, especially considering the new speculative trading limits and daily price limits at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Is this a scenario we took the price escalator up and the elevator shaft down? Well, that's an old axiom which likely doesn't hold under these demand scenarios. But needless to say, price volatility will likely be as you've never seen before. The challenge, of course, is to manage your risk, which has become easier at these elevated price levels, but the same themes apply. There is always a balance for Ontario farmers between grain futures levels and Canadian dollar value, and then there is a balance with weather, never knowing how things are going to turn out. Expectations can get emotional, and when it comes to crop prices, round numbers can be like that. As we move ahead, measuring our risk in a price environment where acres and yield are in flux with weather can be help with standing pricing orders. China partly holds the keys into this price picture. We had become accustomed to thinking about China having an insatiable appetite for soybeans. Then came along the U.S.-China trade war under the past administration. Corn was never a really big part of that China buy equation. However, that changed in 2020-21 as China purchased 891 million bushels of American corn, which surprised. And as of May 16th, the China Dalian Exchange is trading corn near $11 a bushel, which doesn't inspire confidence they, they will be able to produce their own corn needed domestically. And that bodes well for future U.S. corn demand. That represents the opposite side of the coin when it comes to China's geopolitical concerns. We all want peace, but what happens if China invades Taiwan? That would be the black swan nobody in the West would want, but is often repeated by American grain analysts. Nobody wants a scenario where China goes away again. Now take Brazil, for example, just finished harvest on another record soybean crop, with next year's projection set for another at 144 million metric tons. Now without China, that's just a big cheap pile of beans. That's part of the reason why, whether we're referring to corn or beans, China is so key in sustaining grain demand and maintaining some bottom to grain prices. Now, for corn, the USDA spoiled a bit of the corn party when they projected higher-than-expected ending stocks at 1.507 billion bushels. New crop corn dropped 88 cents in the week. Now, corn futures prices can be maintained in the six or even the $7 range under a scenario where corn ending stocks are growing. Of course, all the crop isn't even in the ground yet, but for the moment, the trend is leaning the other way. What happens if there is a lot more corn than the 91.1 million acres USDA has already projected with a trendline yield of 179.5 bushels per acre? As prices have built this spring, projections have expanded by private trade analysts. 
For instance, what happens if this corn acreage number goes up to 94 point or 94 to 96 million acres, and we get a better than trendline yield number? It's all the theory now, but sustaining $6 corn futures would be difficult. The December corn futures contract is currently priced below the March 2022 contract, which is considered bearish. Seasonally, corn tends to peak in early June and bottom out in October. And the nearby July corn contract is now back in the 79th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now, for soybeans, well, they remain a story without an ending. As it is, USDA increased ending stocks to 140 million bushels, but this is a far cry from the over 1 billion bushel carryout we had two years ago when China tariffed U.S. soybeans. Expect the soybean complex to remain tight as we move ahead. Some of that will surely depend on weather and a possible increase in the soybean acres versus the 87.6 million acres projected by USDA. What happens if these acres increase substantially, or even better question, might be if they come in around 88 million acres and we have a bad soybean year. Clearly, price rationing will be happening again. The November 2021 soybean contract is currently priced at 29.75 cents above the March 2022 soybean contract, indicating a bullish indication of demand. Seasonally, soybean prices tend to peak in early July and reach maximum tank in October. The nearby July soybean contract is currently priced in the 91st percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now, for wheat, wheat prices have fallen back as of May 16th, but are still at very high levels, not seen for the past seven years. $8 wheat to Ontario producers doesn't lie, and it doesn't happen very often. There is some drought in U.S. wheat areas, which should impact prices as we move ahead. However, sometimes wheat follows corn, and corn futures are teetering as we head into the time where Ontario wheat will start to come into head in early to mid-June. Overall, global wheat projections rarely change as there is wheat grown in so many regions of the world. In Ontario, the soft red winter wheat crop looks very good with split nitrogen and fungicide applications going on. Frosts have been a bit of an issue across Ontario as this can be a touchy with regard to fungicide applications. And as we move into June, more fungicide will be going on during pollination. With prices where they are in the $7 and $8 range, Ontario farmers will surely be looking on with anticipation. Now, it's no secret that the Canadian dollar reached a six-year high last week, which generally is seen as a negative to our Ontario cash grain prices. In February 2021, the Canadian dollar was trading briefly at approximately $0.77 U.S. before almost reaching $0.83 U.S. in the week of May 8th. At the same time, we were seeing elevated corn, soybean, and wheat futures, which mitigated the optics of Ontario cash prices. This has taken place largely because the U.S. dollar has declined since March, the Bank of Canada governor maintained they will not raise interest rates in response to a post-COVID economic recovery. That put modest breaks on the loonie, but needless to say, watching the interaction between the U.S. dollar and the Canadian dollar is key. Now keep in mind, grain futures prices are not near record levels, and you also would make an argument that these prices are not higher in nominal values versus bull market runs of the past. If you did any inflation-adjusted adjusted lookbacks in 2012 or 2008 or further back. We aren't close to bull markets of the past. However, as you perceive that, keep in mind this is encouraging production elsewhere as end users start to substitute or look elsewhere. Will the U.S. produce 170, 180, or 185 bushels per acre corn? There is so much to consider. There are geopolitical concerns almost everywhere. Taiwan, the Middle East, Ukraine, the list goes on and on. However, there's also a big one which we've been dealing with for over a year, which is the continuing specter of COVID. It's not over. 
but health experts in the United States, Canada, and other parts of the world are saying we're getting to a better place. Regrettably, in places like India and other places in the third world, it remains a big problem. In a post-COVID world, which we are promised, big economic growth numbers will follow, which should be good for grain demand. The hard part is getting there, and with COVID numbers still very bad in Ontario, this thing remains a puzzle in so many ways. So did you take risk off the table? Well, how could you not at these elevated price levels? However, it's a challenge as nobody knows where grain prices will do. All we can do is immerse ourselves in market factors and make the best marketing decision for our farms. As I've said many times, risk management never gets old. Clearly, 2020 and 21 is a different time, a place where we got here with our eyes wide open. Profitability is never a bad thing on the farm. And as we move ahead, daily market intelligence will remain key. There will be many marketing opportunities ahead. This has been the Grain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for May and June of 2021. I'm Philip Shaw.